we're live, we're live, we're live. assassins now what are we gonna do in a part of the world where there are no rules we pick up their trailer the chopper run them down grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there what do you mean we deep in the jungle where nothing that lives is safe you lose it here you're in a world of hurt showtime Jen. Knock, knock. an elite rescue squad you're bleeding man I ain't got time to leave. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... Let's get Billy so spooked. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. <laughs> blood on our bodies we hit nothing but it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear whatever it is out there killed hopper and now it wants us it kills for pleasure he ah! was skinned alive it hunts for sport he's killing us one at a time we're all going to die but this time it's picked the wrong man to hunt if it bleeds we can kill it. Twentieth Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June twelfth, at theaters everywhere. Goddamn right it does. <laughs> that was, a, that was yeah. a little more low key than I expected for the Predator trailer. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it doesn't really spoil what the movie is though. So that's you know, it sounds good. Yeah, it gives you just enough. Almost right. every. Oh, sorry. I was oh, gonna say yeah. almost, almost every good one one liner was in that trailer though. I have to say that is true. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> they didn't say get to the chopper though. True. Just uh, stick around. Stick around. Oh, yeah, that, that's a, that oh is my a good one. Man, there are so many. Yeah, it felt like they were all there, but you're right. There's too many to keep track of. And this will take you into a sexual Tyrannosaurus. 
I don't I don't know if you guys hear it by the way, but Audrey is uh headbutting the door trying to get into the room. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> this is some show we got. I'm being I'm being hunted. Um, I thought you were gonna introduce us. Yeah, I was I'm, I was about to and then we, and then we went, you know, we had some banter. All right, it's like the, welcome the five instructions. <laughs> welcome to movie night extravaganza episode 49. One more to go on New Year's Eve until 50. We're going to, you know, party on down live on Twitch on New Year's Eve because I don't have other plans. <laughs> I am live, of course, with Jay Andrew World, uh, artist, artiste, I guess, uh, and, you know, comic book, comic book creator and, uh, you know, podcast producer, podcast co-host. How's it going? Pretty good. I think this episode's going to bleed and we're going to kill it. <laughs> If it bleeds, we can kill it. All right. Conan Neutron, host of Protonic Reversal and Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Yeah, more than just host, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of other things as well. And uh, let me be the first to say, I'm right here. Kill me. Do it now. <laughs> kill me. Do it now. What do you want? <laughs> <Kill me. laughs> and of course, we are also joined by Tony Ash. Uh, Bassmaster General, Hello. music gear guru, noted predator scholar, and bass player for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Hello, thanks for having me. Happy Conan, uh, Conan, wrote, our that, bass Conan wrote that bio in case in case it missed anything. I want to. I figured immediately. I figured Conan wrote that. <laughs> and, and also continuing our bass player, uh, you know, alumni like like you're our third bass player on the show. It's true. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> Yeah, and they said so was like what Kira, Kira from Black Flag, Chris Murphy from Sloan, and Tony Ash. Pretty good. That's pretty good company. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got a fourth one uh, in the works. So you know, all the bases. Movie next extravaganza. <laughs> and of course, Derek movie, Sprout. Movie, movie say, base, movie base extravaganza. <laughs> base movie extravaganza. Uh, Erica will be joining us uh, later as well, just to add some intrigue to this to this show. So I guess the, you could say we're base. Yeah, <laughs> for the third day in a row, Erica has been on podcasting with with us three days, you know, three days in a row. I told you she'd take to it. <laughs> um, that is, it, it is for us. That is so loud. Like that is like seriously. Like we can hear the thumping. Like it's crazy. I don't know what it sounds like a kick drum up. or something. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's <laughs> tuning up some drums. Exactly. <laughs> she, she isn't, I mean, I don't think she's there anymore. Well, she might be. I don't know. She went, uh, she went, she went crazy there for a second, though. No, but it, it does feel like fucking Jurassic Park. Like I have the now I have yeah. like the door, uh, the like I have a, a it's gotta have like the drink that's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's got opposable thumbs. Oh, <laughs> Um, so one, one thing that I found interesting doing the research for this movie today, uh, you know, Predator, the movie that one, we're here to talk thing? about. No, there's many By things, way. but one of the, one of the things that I found most interesting about this, and I have two clips to, um, to go with this, but the first thing is that, uh, the original Predator creature that they had designed wasn't, wasn't Stan Winston that designed it, who was the same guy that designed the, uh, you know, everything for aliens, which we had just talked about, you know, what, like two weeks ago, I don't, I've lost track of time, but. It's within the last two weeks that we talked about aliens. Probably less than that, right? It's within the last like week. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, aliens. Yes, yeah. so aliens. Was Time last is a week. flat circle. 
Alien was yeah. the beginning of the month, which may, may have been 10 years ago for all we know. <laughs> well, he didn't do Alien. He did Aliens. Um, I know. And we, and we watched that clip where he talked about designing everything, uh, you know, for that and designing the, the giant, uh, you know, the giant mother, mother uh, queen alien for, for that movie. Yeah. So sick. <laughs> so starting out with this, uh, with this clip, which is the, the first one, there's a, um, so they had a wrong, they had a really badly designed uh, predator, and um, I, I thought this was really funny because I guess they got it and they didn't expect it to be so small and like weird looking. Well, then and, they had uh, Van Damme in the costume, which didn't help because that man's tiny. Yeah. Well, so that's in the next. That's in the next part uh, of this. But the first part okay. of this is is the disappointment that they felt um, actually receiving the original predator and realizing like how small and weird it was. We never really saw the Predator, and that's the wonderful, one of the wonderful things about that movie. I mean, we saw, even when my character is shooting and the arm goes off and all that sort of stuff, what my character saw was this, this sort of apparition that looked like the plants, but he saw the movement. When you design for visual effects, there are many more parameters that have to be considered than just the camera in action. We have a, a red suit that uh, he runs around in, in the jungle with, and we pull mats off of it. The full camouflage effect, which is made up of a bunch of concentric inlines, we call them. They'll be the film that created the Predator, the background, and what's inside the Predator. We're also doing the heat vision that it uses to see. So that the audience doesn't just see heat, which is kind of a disorienting uh, image, we are shooting a regular color film of the background and also a heat image all at the same time and then combining them together later uh, optically. So in order to do that, both cameras have to see from the same perspective, which we accomplish with a beam splitter so that the audience knows what they're looking at. And yet at the same time, you can see a very startling uh, and spooky image of what the predator uh, sees. So the thing when those glasses come down, you're real close to the camera. Okay. We have a lovely little guy who comes to us from the optical house in New York. He takes measurements of everything, and and the angles and this and that and the uh, you know he's got a protractor alongside the camera and a, a surveyor's transit and he checks absolutely everything and says no you can't shoot that you can't shoot that and he runs up and measures this and measures that uh, and. Three hours later, he says, all right, maybe you can try it. And that requires sometimes uh, as I, six hours to shoot one three-second cut. We had to go off and start shooting the movie, and they, uh, they, had been, they were late turning out the Predator, and we were all desperately anticipating, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's, it's here today, no, tomorrow, 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 finally, the day it arrived, and they took the crowbars and pried it open and opened it and, and and lifted it out of the box and we all looked at each other and said oh are we in trouble yeah i don't know maybe if you shoot it from a low angle up it would look bigger you know it just was kind of like underwhelming the original predator was not the predator that you saw the original predator was a red figure with one eye in the middle on kind of stilts that on wires and so on. I just remember standing there and looking across through the trees and there's this 
giant red thing coming like this. Like just exactly what we had not been trying not to have because it was impossible to move and it was terrible. I shot a shot, two shots with the damn thing and just sent it back to the studio saying, you really don't want us to continue with this, do you? And they looked at it and said, nope, <laughs> wait, stop. We knew the production was going to have to shut down when we ran out of money. Um, and it was one of those fortunate things that Larry Gordon was on board as a producer because um, he was there to protect the financial integrity of the picture. In other words, he was there to beat somebody up to get us more money. Solid job. I'd volunteer for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's hilarious. Like looking at the actual costume they had. Of the Can you imagine how bummed it? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that blows. <laughs> it looks like the dancing. It looks like the dancing lobster from like that Nickelodeon, like Amanda Show or whatever. When I was a kid, they had, like the dance. They get the people in the lobster costumes that were like. I wonder if that's <laughs> where they got inspired for that bit. <laughs> And um, I, I think one of you all mentioned it before uh, the video, but wasn't uh, Jean-Claude Claude Van Damme, the guy in the red suit yes. running around? Okay. And he was so, just like, he's just like, director, I would like to do more kickboxing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's <laughs> <laughs> all a vehicle to get his kickboxing in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're just like, no, this isn't working out. He was like begging for like more fighting scenes between him and, and like, like, you know, Schwarzenegger oh, now, you know, if you if you watch um and don't watch it, uh Iron Mask, um, where, where he has a fight scene with uh, Jackie Chan. Um, like it, it was convincing, but that's because you know Schwarzenegger spent years learning how to fight. Um yeah. Yeah. And, and can fake it well enough to go up against Jackie Chan, who's also great at like you know, helping choreograph everything. So so you know, that's but like back then, like Schwarzenegger could barely move because he was just so bulky. Um, you know, if you watch, you watch a lot of the, uh, Conan films, like he could barely swing that sword around because his muscles kept getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. That was like peak bodybuilding Schwarzenegger. So, well, uh, yeah. and Conan the destroyer more so because, uh, the director really wanted to show off his muscles. Whereas, uh, Conan, the, uh, barbarian, um, he, he actually kind of like slimmed down a bit. If you notice, like, like he's still broad and big and everything, but like, like it's it's not like the muscles aren't like the, those round bulbous things that they are in Conan the Destroyer. Um, Musculature expert J. Andrew World speaks in. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I've uh, you know which which actually kind of makes sense because because uh, Schwarzenegger always saw uh, Conan as more of a a um, uh, you know like somebody who could move a little bit better and and not having the the larger muscles like he does in Predator. But in Predator, that's because everybody was just like trying to you know it was a dick measuring contest basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was all the guys were trying to see who could like lift the most weights and uh, who could run the furthest because because like the schedule was grueling. I don't there's know a, if you have a clip of that. There's a story. There, yeah, there's a story uh, um, in in this making of documentary, and I clipped part of it where um, Jesse Ventura, I guess, and Arnold Schwarzenegger just went back and forth in the gym constantly. And at one point, like Arnold was like, I don't like one of them. One of them suggested like measuring each other's arms with a fucking tape measure. <laughs> To see which one was bigger, and Arnold, <laughs> Arnold claims that like he let him, he let him get like like appear to win. Which I mean, I don't really believe, but he's like, I let him appear to win, but my arms were two were two inches bigger or something. <laughs> like, of course, so of I, course. I do. <laughs> Sounds I, like Arnold. <laughs> that Arnold. 
<laughs> my, uh, my former well, governor. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Like, like, yeah, he sexually harasses women all the time. Um, there's a great video if you have in like uh, um, Brazil back in like the the late 70s where where um, uh, he's like hitting on this woman. She has like no interest on him, and like three guys had to like cart him away because he was drunk and you know, kept like grabbing her ass. Um, but like, like that's just you know par for the course with him. Um, but at least you, you really do have to say though, at least he was a terrible governor. <laughs> See, that I just said the different, huh? <laughs> I, I, I say, I, I, as detestable of a human being as he has been, he seems to have had his post political career seems to be, um, you know, he seems to be doing some good. So that's that's something. And honestly, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of him in this movie even a little bit. It fuck it. His, yeah. his portrayal of Dutch is fantastic. And I would not yeah. want to imagine anyone else in that role. Like it's perfect. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Wouldn't it be would be so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone couldn't have done this movie. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say like, can you imagine Sylvester Stallone yeah. as Dutch? No that would be terrible. Yeah. God awful. No way. Although it well, makes something, the something with, uh, lovable. Carl there's something very lovable about Arnold Schwarzenegger in every movie that he's in really. You know what I mean? Like it's never, I mean, as, as big as he is and as like, bulky as he is in a lot of these movies like they're just there's something that's like intrinsically like almost like adorable about about his you know it's the way the like his jokes combined with like his uh <laughs> the way he narrates the the director's commentary it's hilarious because he's just like all right in this scene we're going to you see the predator and he's He's actually an alien from another planet. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, thanks Arnie. Like, <laughs> they, yeah. they are hilarious because, like, it, it, no, it's it's seriously like, like um, occasionally you'll get something good out of it. But most of it is just him narrating the almost, you know, he's just Captain Obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's coming all the time, as we know from Pumping Iron. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm coming all the time. <laughs> But there's also but I, I mean, the, the, the political side of it, I guess, is like in the same way that Trump is kind of like this ghoulish reality TV person who, you know, it's kind of like the reality TVization, I guess, of politics where, you know, it's a guy yelling at the camera being like in the same way like the WWE is where it's like a guy yelling, like the, the early part of Trump's, I mean, like pre-presidency Trump anyway. It's like, you know, these like really shitty uh, phone videos of just Trump being like, I'm going to get in there and give you such a good deal. And in the same way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, has that same kind of weird, like, uh, like kind of um, almost almost uh, campy energy, I guess, to it. Like, where it's like... Well, it, I, I think that you're dead on. Because that, and that's actually what I was going to jump into in the fact that, like, he was a terrible governor. But it, that's just because the people that he surrounded himself with to actually do the work were all Pete Wilson's people. So they're all just a bunch of, like you know, doctrinaire, like uh, uh, hardline Republicans, which, uh, but the, the way he campaigned, like he appropriated lines from network to in the recall election. We could do a whole show just on the recall election. Cause it was, it, 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 it was a, I'm not even remotely close to Andy. Don't interrupt me. Okay. One. But like the, the thing that the people don't realize is that not, ide he was not ideological really. Cause ultimately like his personal politics are probably closer to like mainstream liberal. Right. Like maybe a little bit Rockefeller Republican, but he didn't really give a shit. All he wanted was the prestige. Like he married a Kennedy. Right. Like and, and like he wanted to like he had in his personal story that he was going to be president someday. He didn't actually give a damn about the policy. And, and therein lies the problems, which is why his post gubernatorial uh, world has been better. And of course, instantly rehabilitated by liberals instantly. 
Like, like, oh, he's the best. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you live in this fucking state while this asshole was running it? Because he did like maybe two things well, and that's out of like you know two million. And his exit uh, speech was fantastic, where he was talking about climate change. Um, well, because he which that's something he his, cares about. Yeah, no, he no. actually cares about. Yeah, he, that. Does, and, like, that he show. does. I mean, he changed his uh, uh, his humvees because remember he he really loved humvees. <laughs> After the him and Neil Young, they both they both uh, converted them to uh, like biodiesel or something. Yeah, like which which you know yeah. get to the Hummer. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, like uh, he he uh, uh, while he was married to Maria, he had a uh, house in the uh, Berkshires. Um, that was you know uh, occasionally um, you know he'd stay there. You could only access it through one road, and if it got washed out, you're stuck there. Um, <laughs> and occasionally people in town would be like, like, oh, Arnold's in town. I never got to see him though. So sadly, um, well, he was he was also boning down with the uh, housekeeper, too, while that was going on. But that's that's a different podcast. Uh, so before, after and during. Yes. <laughs> the. So so uh, you guys might have more to speak to on that. I, I just want to point out that that's the first time I ever saw the initial proposed predator. And like, I'm just blown away by how much it sucks. Like, I would think <laughs> as much it literally as looks like it literally looks like a lobster costume. Like, it looks like it's... a kid on Halloween that's put on like a lobster costume. And it's like, I'm a fucking, lobster. Dress as fucking Zoidberg from Futurama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, I, I'm, I, I mean, Tony and I have both seen this movie like a lot. And, Oh yeah, and I feel like I knew a lot about it, but I never saw that, and that is just stunningly bad character design. Like that's just like wow. It's very eighties yeah. though. <laughs> no, no, it. I mean, it looks like it would be you know like it would be in a full moon movie or something, right? Like yeah. with the guy, the Giver or something. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> Fantastic comment. Tony. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, this is this is the. Uh, <laughs> this is the second this is the second um one of these and uh this is the good this is the good the good predator the good predator costume um after they had, we love him uh, we love him folks <laughs> you know after they hired stan stan winston who i think really does amazing work um yeah know, we, we talked about it in aliens but then also like jurassic park which i don't know i'm thinking about this week because um the, the thing the, yeah, well, he's done. He's done tons of stuff. But I was thinking about it when we did Aliens because the same. I thought you were say when the dog was trying to gain entry into your room. Well, which also that too. No, that too. <laughs> but I I started thinking about Jurassic Park this week because when we watched uh, Aliens, I was thinking about that head turn and the same, like the same way that the body of the um, you know, the body of the queen uh, is the same as kind of those the Velociraptors and and well, the T Rex really, I guess, in in Jurassic Park. And then we went to Stan Winston. It was wonderful. Uh, you're probably wondering why we brought you here today. Basically, what we're doing is making monsters. That's what we do, and we do it well. Stan had just done this before, and he knew how to go about it, and, and it was just a, a very different experience working with him. Joel Silver uh, contacted me, and then I met with John McTiernan, and if I recollect, I believe it was Arnold that uh, recommended that they contact me, uh, because of course Arnold and I had uh, worked together on the Terminator and have remained very close friends ever since. What the hell are you? The creature de design evolved, uh, given the springboard of the Rastafarian warrior that uh, I had seen the drawing of that uh, Joel had had on an airplane flying to Japan with Jim Cameron sitting next to me. And uh, while I was on this uh, airplane flight uh, to Japan, I was sketching concepts 
for the Predator. Jim Cameron looked over to me and says, you know, I always wanted to see something with mandibles. And I went, oh, really? Well, so what? I think Stan Winston gave the Predator um, a great look. He came up with that unique hair design, came up with those jowls. He really created an indelible monster. He was going to be a warrior and a, you know, an, a humanoid, muscled out uh, warrior. And uh, guys in the studio had known of Kevin Peter Hall and was just finishing work, suit work, on Harry and the Hendersons at the exact same time. And I believe Kevin was somewhere on the, the seven-foot range. Immediately, the concept became, let's get Kevin, who can, in fact, work in a suit, who is an actor, who can create a performance, can create a character. And here is a guy who is huge. And next to Arnold would make Arnold look like a peanut. I saw them go by with this big mattress. They were in the Kevin's room. So they could have two big queen-size beds, and he just slept across both of them because he was so big. And he was just a, some big guy in costume. I mean, the way he moved and the menace, and he took things off, you know. I, I, I just thought he was totally brilliant. The design of this Predator is really wonderful, and uh, the concept of the character and hunting and hunting down Arnold is fun. So there's already the incentive to get into it because you know you're going to be going after Arnold Schwarzenegger. But on top of all of that, there's creating a personality that the audience can relate to. You know, because without it, then it's just something from somewhere else. Whereas this is a real conflict, and it's real important in this movie that the audience get a sense of who Arnold is and a sense of this evil force that is chasing him now. Because he suffered so long in the damn suit, I had to make sure that he got his face actually on screen. What the? I've always wanted to play a heavy, and this is an excellent heavy. <laughs> no joke. By the way, uh, he was also in Misfits of Science, if anybody. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. like, like uh, I know Andy remembers that show, but if any of the rest of you remember that show. Such, such a great actor, America! too. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I appreciate y'all's patience. Sorry for being That's late. That's okay. We, we never stopped streaming last night. This is just a continuation. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one big stream, really. <laughs> Isn't that, yeah, that life, though? Life is it, just, you know, one big one big stream. Exactly. Sure, but yeah, yeah, no, Kevin Peter Hall was a uh, also like, like he was in, uh, you know, doing a bit of TV work, too. 227, um, I think he was on it. Right? Yep. He was a regular on 227. And, uh, you know, of course, Misfits of Science, where he was just, he was funny, and he was, like, there was a, there was a sincerity to his character that, that like, really made it work. Because um, yeah. he just, he didn't want to be tall anymore. So, yeah, obscure, obscure 80s sci-fi show. I knew Andy had that on fucking lock. That was yeah, no, I, I remember that <laughs> show quite well. Uh, and my grandfather mocking me for that show. Um, you know. Uh, Damn. Harsh yeah. toke, Grandpa. <laughs> Oh, he was he was the worst. He hated guys with long hair and black people. So you know, um, it was a different generation, different time, I suppose. Yeah. Although he <laughs> he he did serve in um, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. So you know, there's that. Wow. <laughs> All at the you same know, time? No. I, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's funny. The multiverse. I feel like, I feel like people talk about. Um, I have the impression that folks in the military tend to like lean towards the conservative side of the political spectrum, but I've also heard people say that military folk tend to be more liberal. Depends. 
it used to be that it was more apolitical, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the answer there is, is basically, yes, it depends. And it used to be that like, it was considered gauche to even like talk about it. And yeah. that of course has changed in the last like 15, 20 years. Cause, cause I remember my grandfather uh, didn't used to talk about politics and then he became a Fox news conservative. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- down to like doing crazy things like giving my uh, cousin a gun. Um, yeah. She, she was thinking of becoming a security guard. She gives him a gun and, and like didn't know how to use it. And fortunately there were no bullets in it, but she accidentally fired it. Um, like as she was taking mm. it out of the box. Oh yeah. Good thing oh, it wasn't man. loaded. Yeah. And they blamed that- goddamn Alec Baldwin for that one. Just <laughs> yeah. but it was my cousin. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, that was your cousin on that set with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, no, my my cousin shooting uh, guns off. Sorry, (laughs) this is is my Bay Area fam. So, um, yeah, (laughs) they they were shooting up Cohen's friends. Yeah, you know, (laughs) as one does, a couple of them I wanted to shoot at. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall is great as the predator, by the way. He gives the the predator a sort of uh panache and uh character, frankly, that uh, oh, definitely, yeah. And in, in all of the very much lesser sequels. Um, well, he only did the super, one sequel. Super charismatic guy to be stuck, though, in a, you know, seems like anyway, like a super charismatic guy to be kind of uh, placed in a, in a you know, a suit where, like, you can't even, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it was it was oh. cool seeing, like, what he actually looked like. And he seemed, um, see, I don't know, he just seemed very, uh, he seemed like a very charismatic actor. No, although, he, although I am pretty sure that in Predator 2, it was still Kevin Peter Hall, correct? Yes, yes it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Predator 2, I think, is fine. But everything after that is, when I say way lesser sequels, that's the ones I'm referring to. Is literally gotcha. I mean, Predator 2 is a lesser sequel, but but it's... It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's totally. It, it hits a lot of the same things that this one does, just not quite as good. <laughs> Hey, Erica, was there enough dudes in this for you? Doing dude stuff? Doing it up? <laughs> Just barely. Yeah. Just barely more, enough dudes. Use a little more testosterone, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that they had to get special film made with testosterone for this movie. <laughs> right, that's what the heat uh, the heat film is. So where you can just see the heat from the bodies. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the oh, funny thing is, millimeter, actually... 16 millimeter wasn't enough millimeter, you know? They had to <laughs> keep adding to it. Not about the size of the film, my friend. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't it? The, the funny thing is, they actually had to hire a guy to cool down the trees when they were shooting that. They, they, that was actually a job on set. It was like a trailer. Oh, floor. what a oh, job. Oh, yeah, because they didn't yeah, want yeah, the what, forest what to get set on fire, right? Tree, tree cooler. Yeah. yeah, present. <laughs> I mean, that sounds. Worse you know, they act like they act like the tree cooler business. You know, is is a is a, big, is a big boys club. But the truth is, the tree cooler business. You know, it's all about who you know, and it's all about what trees you cool. You know, is that like a subsection of the Greensman? <laughs> I have no clue, but but like the apparently um, because they're filming in Mexico, the. Um, the heat vision kept like picking up all the uh, heat around them because anything <laughs> above 93 degrees would like uh, confuse the camera, which is why they ended up having to shoot both at the same time. I think it's going to say confuse oh, well. the predator. <laughs> 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 Maybe I, that too. I don't know. I feel like anything could confuse me if I'd been in that suit. I'd be very easily thrown off. 
Yeah, and, and you know it was like a hundred degrees minimum there too. Just yep. I can't I can't yeah. imagine being in that in that fucking suit for days and days and days, just yeah. dying. They they have they have like the cast that wasn't in the suit already is complaining about the heat in this movie. Like yeah, that entire making of thing. <laughs> like being in the suit, I'm sure is fucking hell. And I don't um, think he complained either uh, that much. I'm sure he didn't. He seemed like he had a fun time. Um, now that now that uh, his underwear and uh, moved on a good life, you know. Now that now that, uh, now that Erica is here, are you guys ready for Bobby Winant? You know, yes. I want to I want to watch the. You know, I I couldn't. I was gonna wait till later on in the stream, but you know what? It's too good. Um, the so queen. I don't think Erica, you haven't been on an episode that we've talked about Bobby Winant, right? No, I'm. I'm I feel like this. she should have her own theme song, frankly. Like as much as we give, <laughs> give her. Air I don't. Air. I don't know. Maybe me and you, the musician who's a co-host, should do something. Ah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bobby song. If she has her own song, though, she has to come on before she. You know, she's she's old, but she. It's she the law. Her. Yeah, no, she's in her nineties, <laughs> and it's it's. Yeah, I want to track her down and have her on the show. Oh, so wow. so so Bobby Wine is a. Uh, an interviewer from Texas, I think from from Dallas, that yeah. um NBC had a Dallas. yeah had had a, a a show that apparently um somebody uploaded all of her like whoever's working for her thing now like uploaded every single interview that she's done and for a lot of movies that we've done from the seventies eighties even like even into the nineties she's the only interviewer that you can find but the thing is she's ridiculously fucking awkward every interview that we've watched with her has been extremely fucking awkward. So it's kind of an amazing, uh, you know, it's an amazing, because um, pretty much Sometimes she's openly place. hitting on the guest, which is great. It's in that, the, in the, the public access host on um, Parks and Recreation sort of way. It's, but, but yeah. The weird thing is, like, what NBC is was like the, the best local news in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, because I lived there for a while. And they, they, they touted it because their, their chief meteorologist was the guy who uh, predicted the weather for D-Day. So, so like like they oh. had they had the talent. <laughs> how, well, I guess how could you disprove that? I mean, okay, you know what? I don't was care. this Let's was this on. the lady who asked Arnold Schwarzenegger if if Maria Shriver made a certain face while she was watching Predator because she was kind of implying that Maria Shriver wouldn't know how movies work. Uh, <laughs> maybe, I didn't I didn't see that that part of it, but that might that sounds like something that she would ask. Okay, um, um, well. Let's right go down on this journey this together moment. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's going to be good. They're watching it, Arnold. I I couldn't help but think this was not a fun movie for you to make. I how could it be? Um the way it always works in films is that the more fun it is for the audience to watch and the more entertaining it is for the audience to watch, the more miserable it is for us actors to go through this whole experience of filming and making the film. It was a very torturous experience in many ways because uh, whenever you do a film in the jungle, uh, you know already ahead of time what you're gonna get into. You get into a lot of heat, humidity, very tough terrain, uh, doing uh, strange stunts that uh, going over waterfalls and swimming with your gear on and uh, climbing up trees and, and repelling down from helicopters and stuff like that. So you really have to prepare yourself physically really well and then uh, also do a lot of the, the work for the acting, the rehearsals and so on. 
So it was not an easy shoot. And it's very dangerous when you shoot with those explosives that we have in the film and all this action and then uh, being attacked by those weapons that this alien creature has. And so, so it was not easy. You're absolutely right. I heard you say that you did your own stunt where you go over the waterfall. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, how big and how high was the waterfall? Well, waterfall was about the 40 to 50 feet high. And uh, what you do is if the director wants to do one close-up shot of you being in front of the camera, actually going over so it makes it look, uh, more believable, you do that one take. And then the rest of the takes, when it is not necessary to see you in it, uh, you can let your stunt double do those scenes. So I did one fall, and the stunt double did four falls. And as a matter of fact, the fourth fall, he uh, injured his knee, broke his knee, because he, he landed strange. I mean, it was not planned this way by any means, but he landed strange, and then he had to fly home. Did you have other injuries during the shoot? Well, we had the injuries like burns and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, I got dehydrated one time at one point, and I was in bed for four or five days. And, uh, you know, I had intravenous feeding. And those are the kind of things that, that will creep up on you and will happen throughout, you know. But the, there were a lot of injuries. There was no one of the stuntmen that came home with, uh, without injuries. But as far as serious injuries, nothing just debilitating. No, it is uh, sometimes you really, you feel lucky that nothing happened to you because the things that you do, one little mistake, and it could be, you know, fatal. I mean, you could uh, really wipe out from it. And uh, so you have to really be careful uh, and concentrate and have enough rest and so on in order to do some of the things that you do. What is it that you maybe, say, five, ten years from now aspire to do? Because it seems like you, everything you've ever wanted to do or dreamed of doing, you have done. So ten years from now, what do you think you'll be doing? Well, I have not done everything that I set out to do uh, because uh, there's a lot of different types of films that I still would like to do. I like to do, uh, besides doing more action-adventure films, uh, I would like to do comedy, for instance. Uh, I love uh, doing uh, humorous things in films. <laughs> I also love how Bobby seems to think that uh, making a movie is hanging out and doing cool stuff with your friends. Where it's like, like fun. What do you like? Fun. I think a lot of people think that though. Honestly, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Yeah. Just like how some people think that they don't understand yeah. the concept of a writer on a movie or a script. They think, mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, that people wrote that. Mm -hmm. No, no, they just got up there. <laughs> you know, the predator, the predator documentary. You know, exactly the, the documentary known as Predator. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's weird that they don't show her face at all in that interview. No, um, that's because yeah, that was Conan, uh, uh, because Forrest didn't take the time to cut the uh, the intercut the videos because after that it's just her from her perspective in the same interview and the you know the raw yeah it's a it's a do it it's a do it yourself it's a do it yourself interview kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like 15 minutes like seven minutes would be the, the the interview with one camera and then it's the same interview but with the camera focused on bobby so, well, yeah. well no a lot them. of times it's her it's her reconfiguring mm -hmm. her and like her questions so like sometimes she'll ask yes. the question and uh, then it's it's a lot of times it's her like is going all right let's go like because they can't keep it going you've watched like, more than i have but I, i've watched the uh um uh, a, a little bit of the uh i did the one for uh, long kiss good night and it, that, the second part was just her sitting there. It was just the, the other camera angle. 
Yeah. That one was pretty tame, honestly. That like there's other ones that they're far rowdier, randier, more yeah. unprovoked. Like like there's one, I mean, what was the one where she's like, I don't like this movie? Like it's like she starts off like that, and it's like, whoa, it aliens? Like, it was it was alien. It was alien. Yeah, yeah. She didn't she, like alien, but apparently really likes Predator, which is kind of a funny thing because I think that weird. they're similar, yeah. you know. That's why they have a fight. Maybe, maybe by the time Predator came around, she'd gotten used to Alien and and so that sort of primed her, even though she didn't like it initially. Aliens versus Predator is about the battle for her heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you were I wish you were telling the truth right now. <laughs> one of them one of them gets a eight out of ten from Bobby. The other one, gone. No more sequels. Zero stars. But it's like all, all are, and as someone that does, you know, spends a majority of the time interviewing people, like I, I both love her and she drives me fucking mental because the way she frames some of the questions is like, I would be like, get the what are you fucking doing? Like, what is that's is that like the whole like, oh, well, you know, in 10 years, everything you've hoped to achieve, what like. <laughs> Is this a valedictorian question? Like, what do you what, what like what are you asking Arnold Schwarzenegger of the movie yeah. Predator about now? But I love that he answers like he wants to do a comedy. You know, I was like, yeah. Okay, and then well, like the next answer. year he did Twins. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was only one year later, huh? Okay. Yeah, that, that I was, love uh, to do. I, I love to do humorous that. things in film. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I love to do more of them. <laughs> well, I think True Lies was later on too, right? Yep. Oh yeah. That was an yeah. action movie, but it was pretty funny. Like has Kindergarten Cop was sometime later too. Yeah. Yep. Um huh. uh Last Action Hero. Yeah. yeah. All also, of his dreams have come Shane true. Shane Black was involved <laughs> with that one too. I really have. What about uh but, but, about Jingle All the Way? Yeah, I was gonna watch that. <laughs> I forgot again. about that one. I'm like oh, I'm wow. like, oh look, there's Jingle All the Way. I think I'm gonna watch Alienator. I think I'm gonna watch literally anything else is what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> what do you think Alienator is? Arnold, I thought you said you like doing yeah. I thought you said you like doing humorous things in film. What is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody told the writer apparently. Hey <laughs> I remember I remember watching that as a kid though, jingle all the way and being like I, I don't know, it just it was just at the video store. Because like at some point you would run out of stuff to watch at the video store that was like in, in certain sections that like a, a kid could watch. So I remember watching that and being like, I don't, I don't love this, but it's probably the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I watched, though. Wow, Jingle because, All the uh, Way. Jingle All the Way. Well, yeah, I mean, like as a, you know, I, most Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like as a kid, you can't watch them. So I, I, I was, no, I'm talking about like on. when They're I was making like rated R movies for kids back then. I saw, <laughs> I was ten years old. Like this was my tenth birthday, and I went to go see this movie in the theater. Um, so there you go. Like like back in the 80s, these rated R movies were made for kids. RoboCop, Predator. <laughs> um, just about anything with Schwarzenegger, really. Um, you know, they, they were all kind of geared towards kids. And, and the advertising kind of showed it, too. Um, you know, they always have those those funny liners. You know, one-liners. You, you got to go see it for, for those, you know, seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Russian going, who's daddy, daddy? You know, sign me up. My my dad my dad always liked Schwarzenegger I think because he was one of those uh, he was one of those liberals that like liked that he mentioned climate change occasionally because we had I, we, when I was when I was when I was I don't know how young I was at the time but we had like George Pataki as governor in New York and he was like one of I he was, was in like college the last, when George Pataki was governor 
Yeah, I was. I was not. I was. You I was guys are different when... ages. Yeah, but yes, uh... they are. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying fuck you to Forrest right now. <laughs> but uh, no, no. But but my my dad my dad was like an environmental like a green architect. He did like sustainable design. So he really liked he likes when Republicans would would mention uh like environmental issues and climate change. And he was like he was like one of those people that was like really really into that. Um, he, see, they're a Republican, but they're mentioning environmental issues. They're not doing anything about it, but they're mentioning it. And mentioning it is like you know half the battle. I mean, that's all Democrats want, really. Um... You know, it's just to mention the issue, you know, not have any plans or ideas for it, but like, hey, acknowledge that it's there and maybe one day we'll actually get to do something about it. Exactly. If the market, if the market, if the market incentivizes it, but if not, you know, we had a good run. Well, so having nothing, nothing to do with literally any of that and changing the subject completely and immediately. Can we talk about how quotable this movie is and how many quotes have entered like the larger popular lexicon of the oh world? Oh my God. Yeah. So many, it's, right? It's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, there's so many just one-liners quotes like throughout. It may be the king of one-liner movies actually i can't think of of, of a better one there's Strong so player. many what was my, that my favorite my favorite one of course is uh what's the matter the cia got you pushing too many pencils oh okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you son of a bitch you son of a bitch <laughs> and then they, and then they do Oh, Which yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love that that's multiple memes now. That makes me so happy. Yes. Oh, that's like yeah. an entire meme trend. There's so many of them. Yeah. I mean, Schwarzenegger is saying in the interview that he wants to get into comedy. Like, he's already there with this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just, yeah. just, 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 like, just from that opening scene. That's the funniest shit ever. Yeah. I, I still laugh when I see that scene. So good. <laughs> Charlie said they only trusted they only trusted Arnold with one sentence at a time for the dialogue. Hey, it worked out well. <laughs> Play to your strengths. End up being a good choice. I, I mean, like he, you know, he actually is a good actor. Have you seen Maggie? Sorry, I'm going to defend that. Uh, defend him in that movie because that's actually a really good film. Maggie, um, I have not seen that. He plays a father to a girl who gets bitten by a zombie, and um, she's slowly turning into a zombie, and. Uh, he's gonna kill her whenever she becomes a zombie finally and it's it is it is so good i'm not gonna say anything more about the movie but it is so good and, and i was like okay. crying and i'm just like what? no schwarzenegger movie shouldn't make me cry like this what the mm. hell what the hell like like this is a good drama uh, he's done some other stuff where like he's given good performances but they weren't good movies like um that one with the airliner crash uh where his family dies and and he's like plotting revenge but then like it's 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 really kind of a bittersweet movie but it's not that good um and i'm blanking on the name of it but it's still not that good uh, <laughs> but but like said so he's good in it um but the everybody else just is you know like, like everything about the movie just isn't that good except for schwarzenegger and it's well, thank terrible. god you, you thread jack this entire conversation for like 20 minutes to talk about it and can't remember it but hey you know <laughs> what do you guys what do you guys think about the technological aspects of uh of, of the predator and the idea that like for some reason um like the like just putting mud over your body like confuses uh confuses <laughs> the, the like the, the, you know his heat seeker and like part of it enough that like you know arnold just invisible to him and just looks like 
pretty much talks to the camera and just says, <laughs> just talks to the camera and just is like, <laughs> just so everybody knows, like, just so that the audience knows, like, oh, Arnold's put, you know, uh, mud on him and now he's camouflaged. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just had a really funny mental image of the tree coolers just rubbing mud all over trees <laughs> throughout the entire, just, just, just walking, walking around the forest, forest like coating trees in mud. Hey man, it's a union job. Yeah, oh, it certainly is. The, the movie's called Aftermath, by the way, if you, if you actually want to see it. Um, like I said, Schwarzenegger's great. The movie, eh. So let the record show. <laughs> I'm waiting for the aftermath like, of this conversation. I mean, no! <laughs> hey! I feel like the technological thing is about on par with the time. As far as, you know. Yeah. I also well, want to give a shout out to Bill Duke, who, who like is one of my favorite actors and is in this movie and, you know, often gets overlooked, who went on to direct movies like Sister Act, too. I mean, this is a decent Sister Act two or si Sister Act also. I think I think he just Sister did... Act as well. <laughs> I think he did I, both just... actually. Oh, okay. I like I like Sister Act. No, I, like... I mean Bill, Bill Duke's great. Um, you know you can't the complain first... about Bill Duke. I I I remember being a kid and Harvey Keitel was in that and being like, yeah, Harvey Keitel's a he's a, he's, a, he's a badass. <laughs> but no, I, I always loved like the Bill Duke stare. So like, um, I was very excited to have a chance to draw him today. Um, okay. but uh, noted. But yeah. So there's so they kind of compare it though to like the the heat seeker missile, right? Like in in earlier in the movie, they're like, oh, it's a heat seeker missile, um, or like like oh the heat the heat vision thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, and then I and got then really distracted that by like, whatever that was. And then and then it turns out you know it's the predators heat seeking ability or whatever like his his you know he's just kind of which it, it kind of makes me wonder also is like is the predator character just kind of like some rich asshole on a different planet that's like i've run out of things to hunt on this planet let me go try to the find donald trump player. jr of aliens you know, yeah. or something. i was <laughs> Jimmy I, I was actually thinking about this earlier at, at work um when i was thinking about this uh like podcast episode tonight and the predator is essentially that dude wearing the camouflage hat, just like toting guns around in his pocket that you might run into at like Walmart or something. Yeah. Like the predator is like the extraterrestrial that guy. Yeah. Okay, let's, and the, let's thing be is, clear. And the thing is that Bill Duke oh, no. did not direct Sister Act One. He only did Sister Act Two. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> No, Once again, no. let the record show. Yes. Yeah, no, this is no, but like he, right it's a funny, it's a funny thing, right? Like nobody else. Was that what you were looking of... up? That hold on, Force. Was that what you were looking up that whole time, Andy? <laughs> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. No, but like there's the there's the there's the technological. I mean, it kind of says something, I guess, about our own technological. Uh, you know, our our own technological gap between us and what we hunt, right? Like big game hunters going into like a, a nature preserve and they're like, Oh, it is horns or something. You know what I mean? Like, like I can hunt a rhino because the rhino has a horn. And, and if, and if the rhino runs at me like in the right way and I'm not ready, like I'll just get killed. But then you take a gun out and fucking shoot it. And it's like, that's not, that's not anything equivalent, but in the same way, like it's, it's like the, the predator lands on earth and is like, listen, if somebody grabs a gun and has a gun, like they're not going to be ready for this. Like they don't know that I have any of these weapons, but as long as they touch a gun, it's fair game. I'm here to hunt. Like, you know, let let them try. 
<laughs> which, but which, by the way, um, uh, Xander Berkeley, come on the show. <laughs> we could talk about Air Force One, or actually a better movie. <laughs> he had that. He had that funny Twitter video where he's dressed as Santa. But yes. I, you know, I don't. I don't want to get. I want to actually have a conversation about Predator on the stream. I feel like. We get distracted every every episode. And go yeah, that would be excellent. That would be excellent if we could do that. I think you <laughs> might want to hear that. Well, I, I was trying to open up a conversation about Bill Duke, and y'all weren't jumping in. So I'm just like, okay, I'm bringing up Sister Act too. That's it, Sister. That's like the that's like the the new the, the the football. You know what I mean? Like you're ready to fucking nuke somewhere. You're like, that's it, Sister Act two. I'm pressing the button. <laughs> Pushing the Sister um. Act two button. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it, is it Sister Act T O O like Sister Act as well? It's just the number two. No, it's the number two. But what a, oh, there is a I movie that's a tagline. Uh, I think Back in the Habit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like that one as much as I like the original Sister Act, though, at all. See, now it's not. He's got me doing it now, by the way. He's got me doing it now. Sorry, I didn't. Do <laughs> you guys want to watch the the military training part of this? Uh, I was I was watching the making of, and I have a few clips from it. And this is this is talking about the uh, this is this is the one that was talking about uh, the basically dick measuring contest that went on during the filming of this. But yes, um, please. Okay. <laughs> Let the dick measuring commence. <laughs> commence the dick measuring. <laughs> Oh, we had uh, Gary Adolf Goldman. I nicknamed him Adolf. Adolf. It was a typical training for the way that Army soldiers move in the jungle, the way they deliver hand signals to one another. Joel said, hey, Bill, how would you like to go down and spend eight weeks in Puerto Vallarta? And we thought, oh, this will be cool. We'll go learn to be like soldiers, kind of move like soldiers. Actually, it was kind of miserable and awful, and I got bee stung, and I got this and that. So their rehearsal period was... See you guys, you report to the truck in the morning. We're driving you 20 miles out and you walk back. Gary really, uh, uh, in my mind, made a lot of things work that weren't in script necessarily, but we had a real feeling and a sense of camaraderie and what we were after and also a sense of the how to do. You know, with a really realistic uh, selection of guns and a really good weapons advisor and a good military advisor, um, you know, it lent an additional sense of realism. We had to take in one week and teach these guys how to make themselves look like combat veteran special forces soldiers. Jesse was a Navy SEAL. He didn't need the training. He cakewalked through the training because he's such a tough guy, you know. I'll put it this way. I wouldn't want to go in real with these guys, but I'll definitely do a film with them. I know Jesse. Jesse voiced that opinion a couple of times. I don't agree with that. First morning I was there, Arnold says, hey, we're going to go to the gym and work out. There was a subtle sort of competition, I think. Get up at four in the morning because you want that pump, but you don't want the other guys to see you getting that pump because when you walk onto the set, you know, and you look that good, it's got to be natural. You can't work out that hard. You know, nobody does. Uh, God just blessed you, you know. And so at 530 in the morning, Arnold's knocking on my door going, get up, get up. We're going down to work out. And they would run for an hour and a half. Just run. The hills are ported out. So I get up, go downstairs with them to work out, and they proceed to torture me. They work out for another 20, 30 minutes. They eat breakfast and get on the bus and go up into the interior. Arnold's going, more reps, more, more, more. You know what I mean? He goes, what are you, a wussy? Pick up that weight. After we finished work, they would come back, I'm not exaggerating, and run another hour and work out for another hour 
eat and then go to bed. Every once in a while, you know, you'd walk in there, of course, and there'd be another guy or two guys over in the corner <laughs> pushing some iron. And, you know, I did a couple of times. You know, I walked in there and said hi to them and looked around and said, what are you guys doing? And, wow, man, you guys are really working hard. And walk out, <laughs> go find a place to get some coffee, wait till they're gone, and then go in after they're gone. You know? Give nothing away. Give nothing away. Well, two hours later, I couldn't move. I was completely unable, stiff, whatever. But not been more pain in my life. Um, Arnold was taking great pleasure from this. The biggest thrill for me was when we hit wardrobe. And I happened to view Arnold's wardrobe tape. And when my arms taped out one inch bigger than Mr. Olympia's, that made Jesse Ventura feel pretty good. Well, I'm very happy about that because then my choke worked. Because I told the wardrobe department they should tell him that. So I can bet him a bottle of champagne afterwards when he comes to the gym. He came to the gym two days later and he says, you know something, Arnold? We should measure our arms. Who has bigger arms? I said, of course, we should. I said, let's bet a bottle of champagne. He says, of course, we should. And then we measured it and my arm was three inches bigger than his. What the fuck? And he lost a bottle of champagne. So, I mean, you know, the psychotic <laughs> trips, uh, they work on everybody and bodybuilders and also on wrestlers. Was good. <laughs> Someone oh, good job, that, was awesome. that 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 was great. <laughs> never get in a prank war with Schwarzenegger because he he tricks Stallone to do stop or a mobile shoot, um, <laughs> as a prank. Like, I, I like I like the that. thought that somebody whoever was like putting this together, I feel like was like. Hey, this person said you weren't, you know, your arms were smaller. Yeah. Do you have anything to say to that? And then they just, and then, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like some shit some dudes would do. <laughs> that should be, if Erica, if you ever get on Letterboxd, that should be your review of this movie. <laughs> That's some shit some dudes would do. <laughs> and I guarantee you'd be very popular. Ready to guys That's being the last dudes. time I'll ever say that. Because <laughs> it was some shit some dudes would do, yeah. <laughs> also, also, I think I don't know whether I don't know whether he was the producer or like one of the. I think he was one of the writers, the guy that apparently Arnold was just dragging around with him, like to the gym. That was like, oh, that was the most pain I ever had in my whole life. Like, and and he has a story about like getting dragged out of bed at like five a.m. with Arnold to go to the gym. Like, it's just some guy that's like working on the movie, and he's like, well, I guess I'm working out with Arnold Schwarzenegger now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, I'm in no shape to do it, but if Arnold like was like knocking on my door at like five in the morning, going, "Let's go for a run," I'd be like, "Fuck it, okay." Arnold, I'm just a tree cooler, please. <laughs> I would only do Come that on. if, I, if he gave me a piggyback ride the whole time. It is. It is. It is five a.m. You would. You, you will see mine. You will see mine. Except, Get except he'd have to go to the front. <laughs> it's, it's time to run for office. Get up. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of waiting for him to say something about that when that lady asked him uh, what he was going to do over the next five to ten years. Although it was later than that that he. It was later, but. But still. It is surprising that two successful gubernatorial runs and a failed state senate campaign came out of this movie directly. And and the yeah. the the third one that's the failed uh, state senate campaign that Sunny. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what his last name is, but um, it's, it's just it, Billy. It, just call him Billy. All right. Well, the 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 one that the one that's Billy. It's it's interesting that he um he ended up running because he saw you know he saw Jesse Ventura do it successfully and he saw Arnold do it successfully and then he decided oh well I'm gonna become a like a conservative Republican 
I was in that movie too. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, why can't I do this? It's <laughs> like, dude, you're no Carl Weathers, man. Sunny Land. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna anyway. cut cut taxes. <laughs> it was in like. Actually, I want to say it was like Kentucky, maybe. Yeah, but. it was. Anyway, fascinating. Apparently, it's no Sister Act two, as comments go. But you know, hey, I do it. <laughs> Apparently that guy also they had um they had to hire for insurance purposes. I'm not exactly sure why, but they had to hire for insurance purposes like a bodyguard to make sure that he didn't like yeah anybody too much. I actually heard that he was just kind of prone to starting shit. Like he would just go out and like start brawls and stuff. So they had he had to have that hired bodyguard to like to like chill him out or like keep people from. <laughs> fucking him up basically it sounds like the worst imagine, job i know imagine having an insurance adjuster though imagine having an insurance adjuster or whatever like right down like prone to starting shit like listen <laughs> for insurance purposes this is this is we've we've designated this as a uh, prone to starting shit guy so uh it's, it's cheaper for us to repurpose one of the tree coolers to just watch this dude than let him go off <laughs> just wow. hang out with this guy and make sure he doesn't kick his getting his ass kicked or like causing a property damage thank you and also it, jesse ventura is kind of famous for having like a you know what i mean like a, a pretty uh, uh like aggressive attitude towards stuff so and like arnold kind of seems like he is too like so being like the most prone to starting shit of anybody on this movie set kind of seems like almost like an achievement well maybe bobby was right maybe it was this dudes in a jungle having fun you know having fun <laughs> with your friends <laughs> there was an interview i remember about the time this movie came out where um uh somebody said that they wanted a Schwarzenegger to have a like somebody from the uh the studio wanted Schwarzenegger to have a love seat in the movie and he's like what, what am i supposed with to do with with hannah <laughs> Oh right! Or the There's a woman in this movie. I forgot. <laughs> There's one woman in this movie. No, he goes. What are we supposed to do? Go behind the tree and be like, "Hey, baby." Also, they assume the whole movie. They assume the whole. You got to cool that tree down. It's too hot. It's too hot. For <laughs> yes, Kev is just gonna say that's one way to cool down a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like I. One of, one of the funniest parts of this movie also is um, they just kind of assume she can't speak English. So, like, when she finally does and, like, just answers Arnold's question, everyone's like, oh, <gasps> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. And there, yeah, everybody's jaw hits hits the forest Whoa. floor. <laughs> you got to keep the cards close to your vest. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the, the ability to speak English is definitely one, I think, that on the mo then you know the one guy that the one guy that can speak Spanish like you know dies and she's like you know what fuck it I'm 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 doing this I'm yes named Pancho <laughs> which which I always just thought was just such a horrible name but he's also like he's <laughs> also he just he does like you wouldn't know that he was you you wouldn't you know what I mean like you wouldn't know that he was a, a Spanish speaking guy named Pancho like looking at you know what I mean like he's like just he's a white actor like it's kind yeah, of funny just, to have he he just looks like a suburban dad no, dressed he, up like like a military dude. Archie yeah. Armstrong, man, like that guy is like a new character actor. He's been like a that guy in so many different movies, both good and bad. But like, I think it doesn't seem like he'd be a poncho. So like you know he 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 could pass for a poncho. <laughs> All right, pass me a pass me a poncho. But like the, the weird thing is, it's like like this movie right here, the black characters were treated pretty well, although they died at the same time. Um, but the brown guys um, were, were, were like, you know, 
horrible stereotype. Well, uh, specifically, um, Billy, like was it was a horrible stereotype, you know, um, he was the magical Indian guy, you know, which was hopefully they'll rectify in uh, the new movie Prey, which is the fifth Predator movie. Mm. And have a um, not magical in Indian guy. Yeah, apparently <laughs> it's it's about uh, uh, predators coming down in like the 1800s fighting with a Native American tribe. Which oh, is no, funny because the- they are they are not going to rectify that if that's the plot of the movie. That yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably not going to solve that problem. But wow. in, in the preview, in the preview, order in the court, in the preview, which everyone but Erica saw, uh, they mention for the first time ever on Earth. So I wonder if they're talking about that specific predator then, or if they just didn't give a shit and were trying to get people out to see the movie. I don't know, but. Yeah, because because in the movie, like like she's just like as I'm growing up, people disappear in the jungle, and this yeah. you know, people find skinned people like all the time. And yeah, it makes it seem like the predators like there for you know it's it's like on like the normal rotation for hunting. Yeah, yeah, this is like their their Africa where where they just go to South America and take out people. Yeah, get some blood diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> it it does kind of. I mean, it has to be like the class dynamics of the of, of the predator based, like, and his uh you know, his species. Like, he seems like he has to be that one rich asshole, like the one rich like colonizer asshole. That's <laughs> like, I'm going to this different place, and I'm gonna hunt game. They're gonna they're gonna pick up the gun, and then I take my fucking laser, like my laser, and I just blow the head off, and like, but yeah. I can't see mud, so I hope nobody. Uses any Nobody has mud on this planet. Yeah, that would be, that would be terrible. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rock solid as long as you don't have any mud. <laughs> so I wonder what the predator was doing, like just like chilling in the woods, like before all the army guys showed up. Like was he like the like the dude sitting in like what do they call those things that like hunters sit in in the woods and like wait for deer oh, to pass by like the tree like stand or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like he's just like, I just picture the predator just sitting there just like chilling, like bored. Just like, well, <laughs> like for weeks. He was like, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 It's just Imagine like, just like having a beer, just like, fuck there's like, when's somebody going to walk past here? I, all these I, alien beer cans around the tree. It's like now, now that we're talking about this though, in the eight, like uh, 1800s, I guess, like imagining him as like a, his his Teddy Roosevelt, like he's like the he's like the <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt of his species, and he's like <laughs> he's like let us go in there. Like, well, not the British accent, but he's like, you know, like I, I don't know. I've been, <laughs> I've been listening to the, I've been listening to the the Matt Christman like Hell of Presidents thing where they like. Teddy Roosevelt's like one of the first presidents that they have a, a voice for, and he has like that high pitch, like. It reminds me of how you think a bald eagle is gonna sound, and then how a bald eagle actually sounds. <laughs> but that long ago, I can't help but feel like the quality of the microphones has way more to do that, with that than his actual voice. And it's also like I feel like people adopted this like you know sort of ah da 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 rat a tat tat like kind of like speaking style too that like people you know it's called a, a yeah. mid Atlantic a mid Atlantic accent and it actually well, no that's before wasn't... that predates the mid Atlantic accent but like the um uh, I, I think uh, Eric is right yeah. because because like the way you have to like speak in in these things because the mid Atlantic accent wasn't a thing until uh, until radio was really. But, this, but this, we're talking um, about kind of when it's the, the 
beginning of radio. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. they have when the predator kind of- invented radio, as we yes, the predator <laughs> invented radio, and, and then like, uh, so so, uh, but like before that, those 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 microphones, you had to speak in a very high way. Um, if you look at like, uh, uh, and I know Conan can probably back me up on this. Uh, if you look up like history of like uh, recordings, like like the singers in the jazz age had to sing a very specific way, like a high nasally kind of way to get their voice onto the recording or else they just get drowned out by the other music. And, and that's also has to do with the fact that a lot of those were 78s too. Yeah. And so it has to do with like the speed and also just the, the audio range for your average Victrola versus, uh, you know, the modern sound systems, things along those lines. So it's, it's a combination of efforts and, and basically it's you know whatever predator is a study of contrast uh but i think that like we have a, we have a real chance here to see the predator maybe getting got a little bit by native americans and okay that could be cool but then i also thought that the concepts for the last three or four of these freaking movies were cool too and they weren't but this yeah. one is awesome this yeah RC I mean- person is saying that edmund morris said that uh teddy roosevelt had a high-pitched screechy voice Mm. And then well, people make fun I mean, of him for it. He did Sorry. seem to have a high pitched, uh, squeaky voice. So maybe he's both. <laughs> maybe he's he sort of that because he could record his voice. <laughs> you had a podcast, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the TR cast, and you know, he, he just <laughs> Tony Rexpin constantly. <laughs> the Bull Moose Show. Uh, yeah, anyway, so Predator, right? Yeah. Predator. Yes. <laughs> Jungles. It's crazy. Dudes be dude. <laughs> How many times do you think right, you've here. seen this film, Tony? How many times do you think? Like, give me a oh, oh, my God. Uh, it's It's got to be like a hundred. I mean, like, it. it's weird because I remember seeing it when I was about when did it come out? Like 87? 87, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I would have been so I would have been seven. So I, I didn't go to the theater and see it, but I probably saw it when I was about eight. And I don't know why. It just kind of it's kind of like that junk food, like comfort food type of movie for me. Like if I put on Predator, I, I could just chill and watch it and like I could recite it start to finish e- easily. But it's just one of those movies that just kind of makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're like thank God I'm not in that jungle. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of my days as a tree cooler. Um, yeah, things, yeah. yeah I there's, mean, uh, there's a whole thing about um, like watching movies or TV shows and and music that you listen to because it makes you feel a certain way. It's like you know, that's a yeah. that's a whole thing that people. Uh, I mean, some you can, some people even go so far as to like get into ruts with it because of the emotional hits that they get when they're yeah, watching yeah. it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole whatever. nostalgia thing too, right? Like the, the idea of like nostalgia yeah. bringing you back to a certain time period. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. Well, predators could be predators and we'd have to worry about this wokeness and critical. You got uh, uh, John McTiernan directing it, who, who went on to do Die Hard after this. This was uh, Don McTiernan's second oh, yeah. film. Um, right. He, he uh, uh, interestingly enough, he did one film, Schwarzenegger saw that one movie, which I've never seen. Um, and uh, he, he liked what he did in it. And when he was putting this movie together, um, he's just like, let's hire John McTiernan. Um, and, and John McTiernan, uh, there's like an interview I saw somewhere where John McTiernan's like, 
I don't know what he saw in my first movie, but he apparently saw something he liked. Um, but there's that beautiful tracking shot. And, it, and I think his original, his first film had some tracking shots like that, where like, you know, you see the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the woods, the snake, and then, you know, the blood dripping down, but Schwarzenegger doesn't see the blood. And then you just follow that up to the dead body in the tree, um, mm-hmm. which is such a beautiful shot. Like, like just, you yeah. know, because because you didn't yeah. quite know what you were going to see. Mm-hmm. Am I am I mistaken or was there a different director initially who either got fired or left uh, before John McTiernan came in? It was I, actually the, the original Predator design. He was the original director. Like you suck. Get the fuck out of here. Get you pedal your papers elsewhere. <laughs> take your lobster costume somewhere else. Yeah, take that, take that stuff back over to Boston. We don't need you here. And uh, <laughs> Don McTiernan ended up going to prison for the movie Rollerball. What? Yes. He he um apparently had a problem. How do you with know all this stuff? Like what what it was <laughs> He's got Google open. <laughs> no, no, actually I, I watched there's a great video uh, called What the Fuck Happened to John McTiernan. Oh. And um, okay. it kind of covers his career, and uh, I watched that before we we went on. So, um, uh, so uh, he got run he over by he got run over by the rollerball, got flat. Yeah, no, he he um uh, was having a problem with one of the producers, mm-hmm. uh, hired somebody to spy on the producer. The FBI mm-hmm. investigated him because of this, and he lied to the FBI. Um, was convicted, um, got a appeal, went to the appeal. The appeal went so badly that he got actually more charges put against him and actually went to prison this time. And uh, that's how John McTiernan went to prison. Wow. All I hear is in prison. Oh, only for like maybe a year tops, but it wasn't that long. All I I hear is is guy hires someone to spy on someone else. Government hires, you know, government has spy, like people spying on him. You know, it just seems like a lot of spying. Everyone involved should go to prison. Mm-hmm. That's it, including yeah. the FBI and everybody but, um, in Rollerball. I'm sorry, L. Cool J. I love you, but you got to go to prison for that movie. <laughs> um, what, for, for the Halloween movie? Is that what she's talking about? I started spaced out for a minute. Sorry. No, what? Rollerball. Oh, Rollerball. Gotcha. Right. So this which is, is, which this, is, is uh, this is about the um, <laughs> this is about the location and filming actually in the jungle and how that process went. So getting us back on track to, to Predator yeah. and not Rollerball. Thank you. Thank you for and not any of the any of the other uh, John McTiernan movies, you know. Predator, Predator, is it a Christmas movie? We'll talk about it when. <laughs> when <laughs> Rollerball is a Christmas movie, yes, <laughs> as we all know. Well, in an action movie, geography is tremendously important. Physical proximity or physical relationship. It's- is often at the center of, of, of a physical conflict. We've spent whole days working on hillsides that were, you know, like this, and I'm still walking around with a nearly broken wrist. Um, I was climbing, looking for a camera position, and the tree I was on <laughs> broke and dropped me on my head. I think if you check with some of the other publicity people, you'll find there's a picture of the director sticking in a pile of rotten roots with his legs up, and that's it. The physical thing every day, there's no, you don't find yourself even sitting down. I mean, we had to prop this chair up so I could sit straight, right? Standing, you can't stand anywhere that's flat. It's always on an angle on a hillside. So even between the shots, you still have to, you know, it's still tension. It's always tension. Visually, you've you've got to create that whole environment that 
will put people a little on edge. It's a major minefield, and Don guided me through the minefield. I will be forever in his debt for that. All the uh, accoutrements of gripping equipment and lighting and all the rest of it have had to be hauled up and down hills endlessly. Actually, very, very heavy real jungle is cinematically not very interesting because you can't see anything. You know, your, your horizon ends at about four feet. We would wind up going through and trimming out leaves, not doing any damage, trimming out leaves so that you could see through at some distance. If you look at Predator just as a design of a film, it's extremely well designed. We've had to use the environments that, that John and uh, the producer selected for us and, and basically make those work. And we've had to build some trees. We've built four or five uh, trees out of styrofoam and fiberglass. We try and get some of the scale uh, back into the jungle, some of the, the big root systems and the, uh, just the large trees that you don't find in these areas. Shooting the raid on the guerrilla encampment was a long, meticulous process. It's just so brilliantly done. I mean, that was one of the classic action scenes, one of the first or one of the big action scenes. I killed one of the hostages. We move. Mac, Blaine, the nest. Billy, Buncho, the guard. Hawkins, Dylan, back up. As soon as they're set, I hit the field up. Yeah, the challenge for me was conceptually. Uh, as far as the scope yeah, of the here. stunts, to what magnitude, every stunt's been done, every application has been done. Do you think Kenny was, Rogers uh, is jealous of his hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and action! going to have to teach me how to patrol through a jungle. Nobody's going to have to teach me how to take a sentry out. And nobody's going to have to teach me how to fire the most awesome weapon handheld the world has ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you serve Jesse? Uh, you had no idea. Jesse had that huge Gatling gun, which makes so very little sense. I think it fires somewhere around the range of three, oh, right three to 5,000 rounds a minute. When this thing went, it was like the people were all set with their cameras, but no one took a picture because it was like... And they all just stood there. The cameras came down. The mouths dropped open. It was like everyone just. <laughs> oh, man. That guy is something else. Do you think. <laughs> is that just how how he is? I mean, is he putting on a front or does he really just. Did you ever know that? Like that, that, is, that is. No, that's how he is. That's that 100%. Just, just like that. And I like and I like the thought that maybe he brought like the gathering gun from home. Like he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna... <laughs> I got something I think we can use in this movie." <laughs> like this makes no this makes no sense for the plot of the movie. And he's like, he's like, "Listen, he's got it." He, uh, uh, I've been keeping so, this so... <laughs> private reserve. Yeah, uh, okay. I've been saving saving this for a rainy day. <laughs> The, uh, this is not my first... everyday armament, but it's a, it's a special occasion. So the the first the first I mean real like like media ed editing job I had was um, until he passed away last year. For three years, I, I worked for uh, Michael Brooks on TMBS, and Michael went to well got interviewed by him on his uh, 
RT show, like Russia Today or whatever. That's so, right. I forgot he had yeah. that show. Yeah. Yeah. So so Michael got to go on RT and actually like get interviewed by him about uh, Lula da Silva, like the ex president of uh, of Brazil, who had gotten you know locked up um, by the Bolsonaro. Well, the thing about Lula is. It, it literally was like that. He was like, Michael, tell them about Lula and why he's in prison. And it, I don't know, it just, I, the, the interviews, the interviews up on YouTube still, like I could, I could play. The yeah. First I, if I remember right, point, he's, but... he developed both like the, the monk loop and like the scraggly, I own a record store maybe, or a bookstore, like kind of like old dude Skullet? here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. But he also, um, he's also, he's also one of the few, uh, mainstream politicians i guess i mean you know for the time that he was that um got really into the fucking 9-11 conspiracy theories like when 9-11 happened yeah <laughs> which is probably why rt you know which is funded by the russian government like hired him to do a show like obviously like you know uh mm -hmm. mainstream like u.s media companies aren't really gonna touch you when you're like uh the building seven guy you know what I mean? Like you the one mainstream politician that like gives credence to the 9-11 conspiracy theories. So, you know, when, when it came time for him to have like a, a show on like a network, of course, that was the network that picked him up. You know, we shouldn't go too hard at RT because we did have one of their hosts as a uh, former guest. And um, no, I probably... listen, I, I think I think RT kind of in some ways provides like an important service. Like it, it has a lot of um, a, a lot of people on that network that like U.S. networks aren't necessarily going to pick up. You know what I mean? Like they've, there's a lot of people that I really like. Yeah, gotten no, they they, they let Abby Martin kind of develop her, uh, her her voice. Um, they gave Dan yeah. Martin the show for a while. Uh, you know, they still got redacted tonight, which is, for the most part, pretty good. Um, Wasn't Larry King on, on RT for a while? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he he was, and and like, um, RT has two different types of shows too. Like, uh, the shows where where the creator owns the show, where where basically RT is is um just a, a uh, producer on the side, like like they're getting it on the air, maybe giving some studio space, but they don't really have any kind of control on the show. And then there's shows that they actually control. Um, and and it's it's hard to tell the difference between the two of them, but it usually depends on the personality. Larry King's show was something that Larry King owned. Uh, my understanding is, uh, you know, um, that that um, uh, redacted. Siberia, you're on the air. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, it kind of drives me nuts. Well, the way liberals like have their hair set on fire about the, uh, the show when, when, you know, about the channel when it, when, you know, they have more important things to be worried about, like the predator. Exactly. They bring it all back home. Hey, Erica, I, I what do you think about the design of this film? Cause they brought up that last clip force play. I think they brought up a good point. That's a very well-designed film. And as someone that also, you know, works at least tangentially <laughs> with the industry, I think that that might be a key to like its rewatchability is the fact that just the whole world is created is like really well done. Yeah. Do you would agree with that? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's like the production designer, right? Who like kind of oversees all of that, making sure that it's all, all the, like everything visually is in place and like the sets are set up the right way and they're decorated decorated i don't know how much decorating there was in this but you know like you know uh, i think jesse ventura was decorating the whole area with bullets uh, frankly look at that last thing <laughs> although i did i did read um a thing about how like at towards the end where they're getting to the chopper there are like plants that you can see in plastic black plastic pots along the way that they didn't oh, really? take out they were just yeah wow. 
Um, oh man, I, I I will have to watch for that next time I view the movie. Yeah. Um, fun, fun thing about this Me movie, uh, it's filmed in uh, the same part in Mexico, and that same waterfall was uh, filmed uh, for the movie Gunman, which was, you can watch an episode of Bad Takes, where we discuss that movie and go into depth about Narcos. So, you know, with uh, C. Derek Varn. Nice. Turn um, this off I, and go watch that, apparently. But uh, I, the... I think... We'll still be streaming when they're done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's still going. <laughs> still going, actually. Um, no, I, I think that the production design is, is interesting. This is kind of in a contained universe because it's not, you know, like they're in the jungle the entire time. Like they never, like but they never really. Not really. Um, uh, the, the country that they're in, which, which I'm blanking on the title of the country, is the same country Arnold Schwarzenegger invades in Commando. So so Arnold Schwarzenegger is both Dutch in this movie and, um, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on. I did the freaking fan graphic novel of, of Commando. I did like, uh, doesn't you know like like four pages in that, and I'm blanking on his name. And no, I don't mean I don't uh, mean like movie wise. Matrix I mean, is the name you're looking Matrix, for. Matrix, yes. I'm like it's so obvious. I, I mean four. I mean like I mean the set is kind of almost uh like contained because they're kind of in the jungle the entire movie. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's like yeah. they've they've kind of contained it within a, a universe. They kind of design they can design a certain way, and I mean you can see it with the fact that they're they've literally like decided oh well we're kind of gonna in some ways uh like almost terraform this like we're gonna cut down branches here we're gonna add trees that aren't there like you know what i mean like add plants that aren't there like they've mm-hmm. kind of have they seem to have a lot of control over that part of it so that i think makes the yeah. production design very interesting i kind of wonder if yep. this opened up the filming in that town uh, that city because multiple movies have been made there um you know beyond gunman in this movie so um uh, I kind of wonder too, like, like if, if um, John McTiernan, like, you know, created like a little cottage industry in Mexico. There, they have great incentives, a great filming incentive. <laughs> Lots of cocaine, easy to get. <laughs> I think that there's something about this that does have a repeat watchability, though, and I guess I should maybe save this for final thoughts. But uh, you know, I think that it's huh? notable that I, I, I made a tag up for letterbox that says accidental cable watch that i watched all the way through and it's maybe my only clever tag by the way because most of them are just like you know like whatever i watched it on and you know yeah we get it about that clever if we talk about it on this show (laughs) and the uh this is the quintessential oh predators on sick i'll watch this like no matter if it's the ending if it's at the beginning I'll, i'll i'll always watch it yeah, it's like the same kind of day, same, it's another one, you know. It is the same kind of rewatchability, I think, is like Robocop, which absolutely you know, Robocop yeah. they came out like the I'll same always year. watch it. Alien, yeah. Aliens, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I mean, there's there's so many of them oh, where it's yeah. like, oh, it just seems like it's always on. It's like I will absolutely watch whatever of this I'm going to see right now. Speaking of letterbox, do we want to do oh, the oh, letterbox oh, oh, one liner? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> Letterboxd, as I've mentioned, is a is a place for film. It's a social media community where people talk at, with, and to each other about movies and film, make friends, make enemies, make frenemies, uh, talk about stuff they love, talk about stuff they hate. And also in the review section, you get some really fantastic, pithy, funny, observant, uh, just downright bizarre uh, reactions and reviews most of which manifest themselves as one-liners. So the key to this 
long running bit at this point is that uh, I go through and uh, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. It's not necessarily people I know or anything along those lines. It's just ones that strike the fancy or I think would be good on the show. Uh, it's a bottom up democracy in that way. And I kind of love it as anarchic as it can be. And these are for the movie tonight's movie Predator 1987. It's exclusively, Conan's, it's exclusively Conan's secret friends. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> Jesse Ventura ain't got time to bleed and I ain't got time to prattle on about how awesome this movie is when we've all seen it a thousand times eight buckets of pure testosterone out of ten <laughs> then they give it a th then they give it a three and a half which that's you know. that's Jason this this is I actually do know I actually he, he's would be awesome on the show actually um but yeah I do have quibbles about the three and a half like three and a half really but he's 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 a tough reviewer the the two star one on on this list is my favorite one out of all of them because I think it's funny. But um, whoever had the idea to mash up slasher movies with roided out action movies deserves a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Patrick Willems. That montage where Arnold is building a bunch of jungle traps while the predator cleans some skulls is the reason movies were invented. It's like Home Alone. <laughs> 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 this is Home Alone in the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, that's all it is. Like, Home Alone, don't leave this movie off. Um, Bro alone. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Predator is like going to church. Your faith gets restored, your palate gets cleansed, and you're ready to re-enter the world feeling positive and renewed. Predator is a Bible. It's Colin. Uh, you know, Colin I'll drink to that. Of course. Dude. <laughs> Five of course stars. He <laughs> right, here's the one Forrest was talking about, by the way. Uh, bullet pointed list be an expert hunter who has come to earth to kill humans for sport be armed with technology they can't even dream of can't see human because they're covered in mud gets killed by big stick <laughs> right, so the reason that, the reason that this is my favorite one out of this list with the with the two stars is because i imagine that it's like the predator writing this He's like, oh, that would never happen to me i'd never get killed like that we're talking about a set, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Predator Jr. If, if I was if I was a predator, I would simply go to an area not covered in mud. You know, something like along those lines. Yeah. By, by the way, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite genres of of, um, of letterbox reviews is when someone's just like, because there's so many of them. When someone's just like, oh, I would never, I, this would never happen to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I would take out the alien with one punch or something like that. Yeah. My grandfather finally picked a good movie to watch. <laughs> Three and a half stars once again. Three and a half stars with grandparents as a tag, by the way. What else? What does he normally pick? I wonder. <laughs> that well, that's I would love to know that short story. Yeah. <laughs> it's Arnold's arms. Um, are... It's exclusively Arnold's bodybuilding VHS tapes. That's there, all the grandfather. It's pumping iron supercut. <laughs> Speaking of which, Arnold's arms are so big, man. WTF? Austin Cooper. five stars. <laughs> well, he kind of did that on purpose. <laughs> You just can't let anyone see your pump. Dylan, you son of a bitch. And then it's got the flexing <laughs> emoji. Only four stars, though. That's best that did that one. Yeah. Again, this this is maybe the wind got taken out of the sails from the earlier comment, but Home Sorry. Alone, but in a gun. forest. <laughs> oh, sorry to ruin it for you. Um, Ryan M14. Yeah, sorry, Ryan M14. Didn't mean to step on your joke. 
Andy's basically Andy's basically uh, Ryan M15, you know? He's, I, I think he's going to say, who's the famous joke stealer? What, what was it, uh, Carlos Mencia? Is he, he's the Carlos Mencia <laughs> of Letterboxd reviews. Can you guys imagine if Joe Pesci had been in that suit instead of... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> maybe the, that may be the only thing that can make the movie better. <laughs> Joe Pesci as the predator. I mean, and 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 the predator is Joe Pesci size too. Like you know, what I mean? like, right? Little, like, yeah, just... he's not. I'm here to rip out his spine. That... You can bring out that lobster costume. It's yeah. It's Joe, I was gonna say Joe Pesci the original in the original. <laughs> original. <laughs> I feel like Joe Pesci is probably like five three, like I am. Oh yeah, he he's a small man. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Where, where'd he go? He's covered in the fucking mud. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to a fucking planet with mud? Why did I hunt on the planet with mud? It's fucking idiot over here. <laughs> Just another reason not to join the military, folks. Aliens see. will steal your bones. Oh. Dante, read here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why I didn't. That's specifically I why I've never joined the military. Yeah, that's the I only reason why. I was like, you know what? Severely worried about losing bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when my uh, when my youngest was like two, um, I, I walked up and I and I squeezed her arm right between her bones, and and, and I, I told them, "You don't have any bones." And so for the next two years, they were just like. I wish I had bones. <laughs> they could like join the military and be like, I wish are, I had bones. That's like when you what? trick it. That's like when you trick a kid and you're like, got your nose. And the kid thinks that like years later that you still have their nose. And you're like, what the fuck? You took my nose I have no bones. Stupid ass kid. Letterbox is a place <laughs> for film. It is a, a social media forum. You can follow the show, which is Forest Movie Night Extravaganza. I am on a Kona Neutron. Uh, Andrew is on there talking about how nobody has any bones uh, right about now. Uh, many of the guests of the show are also on Letterboxd. Uh, please follow the show. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's the one-liners. The only the only movie that Andy's ever given a five-star review to is uh, Lovely Bones. Sister Act Two. Oh <laughs> no, Lovely Bones. And he's like, finally some, finally some delicious fucking bones. I thought you were gonna say the Bone Collector, <laughs> by the way, but <laughs> yeah, the, that would have been better. But um, all right. Well, starting starting uh, you know, counterclockwise or something here with uh with Tony. Winter's Bone also would work for that joke too. <laughs> uh. Or, or, you know, just the show Bones, you know, like it was that show that was on for a while. But starting with Tony, Painful. we do final thoughts, you know, uh, whether it's kind of a final summary of the movie or just, you know, a, a sentence or two, um, uh, you know, any, any, any final thoughts that you might have? I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think Predator is kind of a timeless movie. Like it doesn't feel like it was made, you know, what, 30 something years ago yeah. how many like like 35 years ago mm-hmm. it yeah. just yeah it yeah. it 30, just does four years ago i think yeah it, it 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 just feels like a timeless movie you know and it's it's just it's just fun it's just a good like popcorn movie um i don't know i mean i i never get tired of it it's it's like it's like hilarious it's horrifying it's fun um it's kind of cringy even in parts but you know i mean i mean it just has everything going for it um so thanks for having me on to talk about one of my favorite movies yeah for sure 
You know, yeah. Conan Conan needed the secret friends on to to back up <laughs> to back up his, his, his opinions on this one. Yeah. And um, Audrey playing drums apparently this time. <laughs> <laughs> Are we yeah. going clockwise? Am, am I next? Well, I said I said counter. It's counter. I mean, it's counterclockwise. Right? It's, it's this direction. Oh. But no, Erica. Uh, it count- it's clockwise if I'm next. But whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I'm happy to go next. Um, I agree with Tony. I feel like this movie. I actually didn't see this movie until, I don't know, it might have been like, it was within the last 10 years. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. So it was not new. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. And I, I so I agree, It's I think it's timeless. I don't think it matters when you see it or how many times you see it. I think it's fully enjoyable. I think all that sweating and all the horrible things that happened to them in the jungle were worth it. <laughs> 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 that stuntman breaking his knee, you know. Just friends having movie. fun. Just friends having fun. Yeah. In the jungle. No big just deal. guys. Just guys being just, dudes. Just some dudes rocking out in 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 the woods. Oh yeah, there are not enough dudes though in this movie. Definitely. No. Not enough of them working on it. Not enough in it. Yeah. Such such a chick flick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get it. Conan romance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so clearly one of the best rom-coms of all time. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best final girl. I think we all can agree on that. <laughs> I think uh, this is a fantastic film, eminently watchable. One of the paragons of the action movie. This is a big movie. This was a movie like everyone saw and knew. And it's good. And it's it's something where it's, it's inventive. It's kind of crazy. It's weird. Uh, is it over the top? Hell yeah, it is. Jesse Ventura's ran around with a minigun, man. Are you kidding me? Of course. Let's over the top. That's the point, asshole. Like, it works. Uh, there's, I think the problem for somebody, well, the problem with uh, any of the sequels uh, are, are very uh, long and involved, but I think there's a certain placement for this movie and this time where it isn't really that self-aware but it is like a little bit like you get into and i'm astounded that like this wasn't half the show but the fact that like what is dylan up to i mean this is like beyond confessions of an economic hitman this is straight up like coups and um revolutions overthrow of government and we actually didn't talk about it which i would have played some money but i would have lost on that i also would have lost the amount of times we talked about sister act too but that's neither here nor there <laughs> i want to uh, well, I mean, I, you know, also kinda... now <laughs> It kind of goes without saying, uh, you know, th- this time is during the, I mean, his name is literally Dutch, the same as like, you know, Reagan's yeah. uh, part-time nickname, like they're in the It's not thing, subtle. Like, the the it's, one he gave himself, right? Yeah. Or was it the I think, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one he gave I don't himself. Know, he, he, gave, um, he gave himself one of his nicknames. I you know it's it's Dutch it's Dutch is the Dutch is the one he gave himself. Um, but no, like it, it's I mean the there is the interesting part about it is that you know they're kind of making reference to the fact that everybody's kind of just expendable throughout the entire movie. Like yeah. the CIA doesn't give a fuck. It's the United States government. I just feel like the it's such uh you know it's such <laughs> overt like it's such overt text within this movie that like you know touching on it kind of feels. Like yeah, like it's kinda, obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's referenced in the, there's an arc to it, like in the movie itself. That like again is 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 none so subtle. But I think it's amazing that it manages to be like a blockbuster action movie that also has like elements of horror to it. Effectively matches uh, mixes up and matches all those things. Deeply entertaining, eminently quotable. 
has a political viewpoint, but also more importantly, has multiple meme worthy uh, quotes, scenes and, and so on and so on. And still managed to just be a good movie. There's there's a lot of movies that would achieve like maybe one or two of those things, but it manages to do all of those things. And like, is there going to be a Criterion Collection of Predator? Probably not. Oh, I hope so. You know, I wish. I wish. Oh in God. a better world. <laughs> in a better world, there, there certainly it's, would be. It's also kind of it's three. It feels like three different movies. Like it feels like the the beginning it, it, of it is yes. is this like you know uh this classic like cia uh action team like rescue kind of movie where you know they're discovering stuff and they're going into it and they're blowing things up and then the second part kind of feels like in the same way that alien did kind of feels like the slasher film and then there's the third part um where it's just you know arnold arnold versus predator where it's just like one of the one of the classic like guy getting hunted fucking pictures like yeah, yeah. like almost i would say the gold standard of it really yeah and, yeah. and again you know, Home Alone notwithstanding, like there's very few movies that have done it that have done it better. And I think that it's it managed to do all three of those things really well, which is yeah, kind of astounding. And and, and it manages to transition between them pretty flawlessly. I mean, you know, of course the the flaw the, the second and third is obviously just Arnold yelling, run, get to the chopper, and then you know I mean, there's something there's something to be said for the fact that like like again, as I mentioned like way earlier, that like quotes and lines from this movie have become such an indelible part of our popular lexicon that we just think of them as part of culture. You know, I mean, it's also just fun to yell like you know, ah, what are you doing? I'm right here. Kill me now. Do it. What are you waiting for? I mean, that's great. That's a great thing to yell if you're gonna yell random shit. But yeah, get to the chopper. I mean, like that's amazing. That's uh, you know, that's what like, Arnold yeah. yells at voters, California voters. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? Kill me now. Anyway, um, Andy, final final thoughts. Oh, I, I actually wasn't done because I got oh. interrupted like oh. 17 times as per normal, but that's oh. fine. That's the show. Uh, the only thing about Predator that I think kind of sucks is that because it's, as Erica said, a, like a, a popcorn flick, right? It, it's, it's very watchable. But it's a popcorn flick. It's watchable. You never get the kind of accolades when, when it's something that is for uh, the masses. Right. And it, it, it's a shame because it's actually a much smarter movie than a lot of people give her credit for. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like watching it. Thank you. Now I'm done. All right. Well, Andy, final thoughts? Um, well, I, I do know I really do want to actually do an episode of Bad Takes where we dig into the politics of the movie and talk with people from, you know, uh, who's actually reported out of South America and kind of uh, discuss that whole angle because there is a lot to unpack there. And, um, but beyond that, like, like it's still a fun movie. Like you can enjoy it without, you know, sitting there and spending hours unpacking, um, uh, you know, that this is probably a, uh, piece of, um, you know, funded by, by, uh, cold war money, uh, for, from, from Washington to, uh, uh <laughs> you know, it's because, you know, the Russians are, uh, you know, we got to stop them in South America before they invade America. And that's, that's really important. Um, you yeah, know, but I mean, it's interesting that it's also the Russians and kind of American CIA guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of in the same thing. They're, they kind of just gloss over. They're like, oh, something big must be happening here. But it's like the guerrilla camp seems to be multiple, seems to be multiple, like, you know, different factions within this guerrilla camp that are like all different intelligence agencies. Which yeah, is it's, it's like it's, hard to kind of uh, parse out. In it, some it, I think, it, you know, there's enough information there to kind of dig into it and, and uh explore with uh, people who actually know the history know the region and uh you know know, know how these things actually played out uh or whatnot so 
but you wouldn't learn as much about tree coolers if you did that. No, <laughs> no, because that that's uh, that's what this is for to discuss tree coolers and Sister Act too. Um, <laughs> what people really come for. That's yes, what people really you know, want. Yeah. Come come for the tree coolers, stay for the Sister Act too. Um, but no, th this movie is fantastic. Um, every single person who who uh, uh, is in it, you know, you got Shane Black who who, who um, has gone on to be like one of the most interesting. Uh, writers and directors in Hollywood uh, today a a as, uh, you know, um, the first guy who gets killed by the predator on screen. Um, you got, uh, got tricked into going down there and <laughs> yep. right. Like adding to the, <laughs> you, you, you have, um, like I said, Bill Duke, who's, who's, you know, absolutely amazing actor. Like, like anything he's in just elevates because, because of that stare he has, like yeah. just the intensity he brings. Um, I always love it whenever Bill Duke's on screen. Um, even if it's a small part, it's, it's always great. And, and um, you know, the, you know, you could tell like, like him, uh, Jesse Ventura and, and Schwarzenegger's rivalry, you know, runs across two movies. Cause, cause then they uh, almost immediately did um, running man uh, where, where, where Jesse Ventura is the antagonist in that too. And, and it's a lot of fun to see them. Uh, Bill Duke, by the way, is also in commando. If you want to see more Schwarzenegger and Bill Duke together, um, and Shane Black strangely never did anything else with Schwarzenegger, as far as I can remember. Uh, but that's okay. Um, you know, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, exactly. It's too close together. You know, Black Shane Black, Schwartz. Uh, you know, the, the that part of uh, Schwarzenegger's name. You know what I mean? Like it's just honestly, too... I'd I'd love to see something that that they you know what, what they could uh, you know we could cook up for him because because Shane Black is pretty good most of the time. Not all the time. I mean, there's Iron Man three. There's there's um. Uh, the Predators, or the Predator, whatever, whatever. No, the Predator. That was the one who did. All right. Well, my final, my final thought is, you know, what's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Yeah.